Welcome everybody, Chris Ann Hall here, your constitutional attorney bringing you the current events from a constitutional perspective. I had a whole show lined out for you today, but it's going to change. I, I, I've changed it in light of uh, watching Biden's speech last night. I've decided that what we need to do is go over Biden's speech. And I'm gonna show you today we're going to go through it together, going to give you my reaction to the speech in time, live as it goes. I do want to mention to you right away that it's very disturbing to me the hypocrisy of this leftist ideology of this and their administrations. And I'll do that as a as a as a plural. Uh, their administrations that run throughout these United States and throughout the federal government. This idea that all of a sudden they can pull out the Constitution and the founding fathers and, and completely use these particular ideas, ideologies, and figures as a bludgeon against the American people. Let us remember that these are the people who every 4th of July want to tell you that Independence Day is a racist holiday, that we should instead in celebrate a Juneteenth. They want you to believe that America was founded in systemic racism and that the founders themselves and what they did should be discredited. But this entire speech, Biden spends his time trying to, you know, glorify an ode to the Constitution and to the United States and that all men are, that our founders intended, that all men were, in, were created to be equal and that we are uh, created by God. I want you to see how many times he, he does this. When for the last 50 years, these very people with this ideology would simply tell you that this constitution is a living, breathing document, that it doesn't really mean what it's supposed to mean, and that, that we can't let it mean what the drafters wanted it to mean because they were racist and you're racist and, and America is racist. And now all of a sudden we get this speech from the president about American exceptionalism and, and the greatness of the Constitution and the, the greatness of the founding of America. Just to beat you in the face because you disagree with them. And so I don't want to spend any more time on a monologue going into this. Um, it's just very disturbing to me that they call the Constitution our foundational documents, hate documents, and that our, our founding documents are a failure. And now they're going to do this whole ode in Independence Hall where these great and magnificent documents were formed and debated. Which is it? Most seriously, which is it? Because here's the problem. Everything Biden says about the Constitution is a twisting and a distortion to divide, not to, not to highlight the distinctions that make us great, but to divide us into a fallen house. So Christian, are you ready? All right.
let's go ahead and Christian's going to play this video. We're going to do this together. He's going to pause it and we're going to talk about it. I've actually made notes so that we can go through this together and and discuss this. Ready? Go ahead, Christian. <clears throat> From sacred ground in America. Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago <clears throat> with an idea unique among nations that in America, we're all created equal. This is where the United States Constitution was written and debated. This is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known. Pause that. Look at this, guys. Uh, exactly what I told you. We are supposed to now glorify the Declaration of Independence after the last 50 years. They've been calling it a racist document. We're so Here's the thing. You and I know it's not a racist document. You and I know that what, what Biden is saying, that it is a document based on unity, that it is a document based on equality, that our founders actually believed when they said all men, and they didn't mean just men, they meant humankind as a shorthand, meaning men and women. How do you give this man any credibility whatsoever? And how do the supporters of this man and their ideology look at him today? Can you imagine being the one that stuck your neck out, that has spent your time and your resources to prove to the American people that the foundation of America is a flawed and racist foundation, only to see this man stand up before the people and proclaim and glorify and say everything that we've been saying? Zero credibility, guys. And what you have to believe then is that he's either lying now or he was lying then. Go ahead. With three simple words, we the people, we the people, these two documents and the ideas they embody, equality and democracy, are the rock upon which this nation is built. They're how we became the greatest nation on earth. Really? They're really? Really? I mean, seriously. Because I thought we were totally screwed. I thought we are the only place on the planet, according to these people, that is founded in systemic racism and that we are so divided and we so hate each other and we're so fundamentally flawed that we need their radical socialist. I mean, the people who support Biden, the people who support this leftist ideology, they have to be turning inside out. Is the man lying now or have they, has he been lying before? Go ahead. Why? For more than two centuries, America has been a beacon to the world. Wait, wait, so more than two centuries, we've been a beacon to the world of what? The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, or why we've been a beacon to the world? Because all I've heard from this administration 
and the Democrat Party for the last 30 years is that America is a racist, hate-baiting country that needs reform. Which is it, guys? Are they lying now or were they lying then? Go ahead. And here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats, and about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we choose it. We must never forget, we, the people, are the true heirs of the American experiment that began more than two centuries ago. We, the people, have burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty that was lit here at Independence Hall. The flame of liberty. Was it liberty or racism? Because I really now have an honest question. I also want you to keep in mind and count how many times he says democracy, okay? Count how many times Biden says democracy. It's a very, very interesting thing. It's almost like he has a quota. Go ahead, Christian. A flame that lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression, world wars, civil rights. That sacred flame still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous, free and just, that is the work of my presidency, a mission I believe in with my whole soul. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. I want Donald you to Trump look at that, the, this whole thing of not normal, all right? Now we get into a challenge of the subjective. And this is one of the biggest problems that I have with what's happening here. What you're going to hear from Biden is about blind loyalty to a singular single leader and we need to come together to defend democracy and we are people who believe in the rule of law and we can't have you know political discord in this way and he goes on to talk about truth truth right well what i want you to notice as we go through this that his idea of truth is what we're only allowed to accept. His idea of the truth. He'll even say legitimate political differences. Legitimate political differences. Keep your eyes and ears open for this kind of subjective language because this is designed to create an artificial truth. Go ahead and an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. 
I want to be very clear. Okay, pause there for just one second. Very I forgot to. Extremism. Now, when we now have the president of the United States using a word like extremism, it's not like you or me using that word, okay? It's not like me walking around using the word extremism. This is the president of the United States who is a constitutional official, okay? A constitutional officer using the term extremism now has to be viewed in the strictest, most legal definition. And we know that the Department of Homeland Security, we know that the FBI have now sent out memos regarding extremists as being domestic terrorists. So now you must understand every time Biden uses the term extremist, you must now also understand that has a, a, a synonym it is, it is the same meaning as domestic terrorist. Keep that in mind. That's the only way to accurately, legally understand what he's saying. He has no other option for any other definition. And I will tell you right now, he has no desire for any other definition. He is using that word extremist on purpose and extremism on purpose so that when you hear it, and when you hear domestic terrorist in your mind, they will be interchangeable. And so when he applies this term extremist or extremist behavior upon a group of people, you are to subconsciously and automatically apply the idea of domestic terrorist and threat. Remember the word threat to America. Go ahead. Very clear up front. <clears throat> Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. All right, pause for just no a question. second there, because here's you, you have to see. Now we have identified a group of people, and we have labeled them extremists, okay? We have labeled them extremists. Well, hey, JC, come on in, grab a seat. We are going through this video. And um, I have, we're pausing at certain segments so that the people can get sort of an in-time reaction analysis to what we're doing. Hey, everybody, welcome. I, I've, are they the ones you sent me? I'm sending them to him now. So um, we are going to go through this together. Welcome, JC. What's up? Greet the people for just a second. I know they're excited to see you. Hey, people. Yeah, of all the days, you want me to come sit in on this day after this nonsense. Now, I want you to come in and sit in all the time, JC, but we are running a busy busy operation here so um we've got to do this you know tag team it but i'm very happy to have you with us and so what what we're talking about now jc we're at the point where uh biden is talking about extremism and how the maga is the extremist ideology right mm -hmm. 
And so we're talking about how now the label on a political opponent and a political uh, opponent's ideology is now demonized. It is now demonized. In the midst, by the way, of talking about what makes America great and all the greatness of America, now we have to take... Which they don't believe it. Right. Yeah, we covered that too. And But welcome to jump, jump in. But the extremism of, of this ideology somehow no longer deserves the same uh, equality, right? I I, and I don't know what minute you're at at this point. We're but, pretty early on. But... Where are we at, Christian? Can but what? See? But what? What ideology? Right. Right. Don't don't forget. MAGA ideology. It's never defined. Right. What What is it that MAGA believes that is extreme? What What extremist ideology that's a threat to the republic that everybody needs to unite and stamp Can you out? This way a little bit? What 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 ideology? Like, never defined. Is that better? Never defined. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Uh, ideology, what, whatever ideology. Yeah. Well, no, but you can glean and we're going to get yeah, there. You can get what he's talking about. The the MAGA ideology, basically, spoiler alert, is anything they disagree with. Yeah, but anything I, that goes against Biden correct. is now classified as the MAGA ideology. But there's one thing in particular. Right. And we we just heard in this, he says, uh, not every Republican is mega ideology. I've been able to work with the mainstream Republicans, mm. which is not actually mainstream. It's the Republicans that actually will go along with. They'll either be bullied by the Democrats. They're actually Democrats in disguise or they're people of zero character to begin it, with. It's basically the Republicans. He's talking about the Republicans that agree are and, and say what he's saying tonight. Right. So if you ask him to, OK, who are these Republicans that are the good Republicans? If he made a list for you, they would be the Republicans uh, who have who have who called Trump supporters or MAGA, whatever. Uh, the greatest threat, like, like one of the candidates we had running for Republican candidate, we had running for House, uh, the House here in Florida, who called basically Trump supporters, Trump and his supporters, the greatest threat to American democracy in history. So it's the same language. And by the way, this kind of, when you listen to Biden giving this speech, the whole tone, in fact, I encourage uh, listeners, go pull up George W. Bush's speech in response to the events of 9-11. It's, it's, it like, it's right in line with the stuff George W. Bush was saying about Al-Qaeda, Al we need to yeah. defeat the terrorists. So this right. is how Joe Biden is characterizing All right, so let me just mention to the so-called MAGA Republicans. Um, I will not be finishing the show with you. JC is going to be finishing the show without me. I'm going to have to step out for a previously scheduled event. But I'm going to stay with you, and we're going to watch together as much of this as possible. So go ahead, Christian. <laughs> or are they dominated and intimidated by the Democrats? That's the real thing, right? Go ahead. It's a hard thing. I'm an American president. Not a president of Red Bear 
Uh, yeah, yeah stop like for a second. How, how, how many of you raise your hand? You feel like you're actually and your ideologies are represented by this man. Even if you were considering yourself a red American, what does that even mean? Right. This, so this red is terror. This is the characteristic doublespeak mm -hmm. of a liar. So, right. so when you and that's what I said, is he lying now? Is he lying before? Right. So you build his entire opening is a lie coming out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. The man does not believe in the rule of law. His party doesn't believe in the rule of law. They don't believe in the constitution. They don't believe in American exceptionalism, yet he cites all of these things. So so then the, the entire speech, whoever the speech writers, the liars that are speech writers trying to play both sides, goes back and forth. Unity and we represent everybody. Uh, but those people, we need to isolate, divide, destroy. They're evil, wicked, extreme terrorists, but we're for everybody. Let's unite. So is this double speak back and forth? That's what a liar sounds like. All right, go ahead, Christian. Pause for just a second. I just want to point out the fact here. Now, remember I mentioned to you in the very beginning to watch and listen for the language, right? He's going to use words like truth and liberty and the flame of American spirit. But remember that the impact always rests upon the definition of those terms. And when he's talking about law, when he's talking about truth, when he's talking about blind loyalty, when he's talking about the rule of law, what he's really saying to you is my truth. No, nope. he's really saying uh, not, not truth itself, but the truth as we define it. Bob quiz who said we don't need truth. We have facts. Yeah. Who said that? This guy. All right, go ahead. Right. In my view, what is true? Pause that to partisans and cronies. Or to the legislators of the states who are actually creating laws to stop or at least to thwart election fraud. Let's give a history lesson for the morons out there who, not anybody watching this show, but maybe if they take some clips. Yeah, you can help this. If somebody sees. You can help some people. Sees these clips, all the morons who don't know their butt from a hole in the ground, the the. Uh, elections being controlled by partisans and cronies. Uh, may I ask you, do you recall who, what party members, what what group of people were literally locked out, locked out. of election headquarters and election polling stations? And who was doing the locking out? Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, the election system at the state and local level was already controlled by partisans. The threat here, what he don't like, is the fact that the other side is trying to actually take part in that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Not, not controlling it, but, but but participating in the election process, what there is of it. So the whole problem was the fact that it was being controlled by partisans 
and cronies. All right, go on, Christian. Choose what? Hold on a second. A right to privacy, like a right to be secure in your person's house's papers and effects from unreasonable searches and seizures. That right to privacy or just the right to privacies that they that they want to invent. Right. Right to privacy. OK, so now you have at least what what is it? What is that's come out now uh, somewhere between six and 11 federal agencies sitting side by side with oh, yeah. Google, mm -hmm. Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, Verizon, we can go on and on, sitting side by side, monitoring the social media, email, uh, text of the American people for political purposes. Remember, uh, the we, we found out lately that the FBI warned Facebook of a coming drop of Russian disinformation. Now, the person who had that, Rudy Giuliani, had not announced that. That hadn't been released. How did they know days before to be able to warn Facebook before that, before the Hunter Biden laptop and yep. all that story even broke uh, by the New York Post? How did they know? Because they were spying on Rudy Giuliani. They had all. They were into his email. They were into his phone, his text. They knew everything going in and out. That's where they got that information. Now, once and and, and all this hanging over him. Right. Supposedly authorized by some judge, some warrant, some whatever. We're monitoring Giuliani. Once Donald Trump was no longer in office. Oh, never mind. You're OK. We're done. So they were tapping into Rudy, Rudy Giuliani's communication. Talking about Biden, you know, want to protect privacy. and We want to take away privacy. They're spying on Rudy Giuliani so that they could monitor the communications of President Trump. And what was going on in his administration? Here's all this nonsense we, coming out of his mouth. How does how does anybody with half a brain cell take anything credible in this speech to believe as he we support privacy, constitution, rule of law? These guys have the entire basis of Democrat Party policy is to destroy every single point of the Constitution and the rule of law. This is the Democrat platform that he's talking about. And he's blaming somebody. We're all against this. We want to destroy it for the simple fact. And he he keeps hinting at it. You question the election or you want to champion election integrity. So I have, that's to, really I have to get point. going. So I want to get to at least to a certain point before we. I have to hop out of here. But go ahead and, and play this because I want to get to a certain point. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy. Pause there for just one second, for just a pause, for just a cup, um, a minute. Um, this is, we're talking, why isn't he ever talking about the brutality of Antifa? 
Why doesn't he talk about the brutality? I mean, we're talking about people, uh, the, the whole the whole idea that they stormed the Capitol is a falsehood to begin with, that they brutally beat officers. But how many of you remember the actual destruction of property and violence that was committed by leftists and TVs? JC, you and I actually drove by the federal buildings in Portland mm -hmm. and saw what had happened there. How can you have a whole speech like this and talk about the brutality of America uh, and then not even talk about this? Can right? you play that Breitbart video that I sent you just now? Yeah, where, while where, he's where doing speeches, that, I want to where their speeches against. Yeah, exactly. He keeps talking about, oh, not all Republicans. Right. Because. OK, so you could say, well, he could say, well, not all Democrats are violent or promote violence or, mm -hmm. or blah, blah, blah. But we condemn that portion of our party that you, you, we haven't heard those speeches. Mm -hmm. So you had, you had Antifa. I just posted this on, uh, on my Instagram. So you, you had Antifa burning down businesses, robbing and looting stores, attacking restaurant goers, fire bombing police station, literally seizing multiple city blocks burning down churches taking siege burn down churches attack open air church service we know personally mm -hmm. a ministry in Oregon who was having a church service uh by the by the river was attacked by the uh violent extremist wing mm -hmm. of the Democrat party vandalizing Republican party office uh literally assassinating political opponents in the streets. Don't, don't forget. I ran up to the dude, Jason, shot, me... shot a dude in the head. Mm -hmm. Their political opponent killed him raping and shooting the inhabitants of their impromptu autonomous zone. Let me also mention to you before I hop out here real quick. Um, remember I told you to watch for certain language, watch for clear and present danger. Okay. The extremist requires that legal definition that I told you about. Now, clear and present danger also requires the same kind of precise definition. We're not talking about legal definitions because these are words that are coming from the mouth of the president of the United States. And the last thing that I want to get in here, you're going to hear the president of the United States complain about a transfer of power. That really, really bothers me. That language transfer of power. The president of the United States election is not a transfer of power, okay? It is a handing of responsibility, not a transfer of power. And that ideology is dangerous, JC, very dangerous. So I'm gonna slide over here, JC, you, and let have you to listen. come in. You'll probably have to listen for that when she comes back. There is no way I'm going to be able to tolerate going through this entire speech and listening to Joe Biden. Can you play that quick Breitbart clip? Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. When you hear his speech and side by side, you see respect the Constitution. video. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not the recognize the will of the people. And they fan the flames of political of his violence. Own progressive movement that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. 
The willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. More and more talk about violence as an acceptable political tool in this country. There is no place for political violence in America, period. None, ever. Now, remember when Joe Biden and his Democrat cronies were being asked whether they would condemn the violence that was going on all through this time. In fact, has continued uh, by this extremist wing of the progressive movement. These extremist, violent progressives, Antifa, BLM, et cetera, they were being asked about the violence. And notice he, he said, you know, just in these last days, we've heard, you know, these MAGAs talk about violence and all this violence that they're talking about. And the talk about violence, talk about violence. This is not talk about violence that we just saw in the Breitbart clip. That's actual violence. When he was asked about this actual violence, he said, Antifa, it, it, this is just an idea. As, as businesses were being burned to the ground, as people were being attacked, simply sitting outside of a restaurant, eating their dinner, randomly attacked, uh, as police were attacked, right? Because they, they want to defund the police, and then but then they always want to appeal to, oh, our our police, we love our police, and these guys attacked the police on January sixth. This is thing. Same with the Constitution, police, whatever. All of a sudden. They believe in all of these traditional values, and we believe in the Constitution, believe in, in, in the rule of law. Yeah, only when it's weaponized in a speech or weaponized in some policy to take your liberties and to make you the enemy and to give an excuse to round you up and get rid of you. And to get all, this is propaganda to get all the, uh, all, all the normies and idiots on board. This is all just a trap. So while we're in the midst of this venting and, and calling pointing out the nonsense here. Uh, let's be reminded, let's be clear about what is happening here with this Hitler-esque speech that Joe Biden is giving. If you look into the radicalization process of, of terrorists, how young men are radicalized, particularly online and different things like that, one of the characteristics of young men who are radicalized to commit violence is alienation. They feel alienated uh, from their own community or the place where they're at. This speech and all the rhetoric, all the hot rhetoric that has been leading up to this and, and uh, Jean-Pierre, the secretary repeating, the press secretary repeating this nonsense, all of this is a trap. It's a naked attempt to radicalize the MAGA Republicans to get them to react, to get you so angry that you're going to react. They want you to have the attitude, oh, you oh, you think we're violent? Okay, then, let me show you. That's what they want to get you to do. This is all a trap, and January 6th was a dry run, and they learned big lessons from January 6th. They're trying to provoke you to react for two reasons. One, to give them an excuse now to round you up. And number two, which is probably number one, to get the rest of the uninformed, brainwashed, mainstream media fed public into agreement with their actions to go after you.
They want you to react. Once you react, the public at large will say, wow, they were right. These people are violent. And so when they start to round you up and, and, and bring the paddy wagons through the street and drag you off to the black sites, then everybody's going to stand by and nod their head because we were lured in the trap of reacting to this nonsense. We need to, yeah, get, get angry. But then as the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I was angry momentarily. Listen to this. I'll probably be angry listening to it again right now, but I'm not going to let that drag me into a trap of doing something stupid to give them an excuse to do what they want to do. If it comes to that, if they go ahead and push through and they do get enough idiots to fall into the trap, okay, fine. Then it is what it is, but we're not going to be suckered into this nonsense. So stay calm. Their day is coming. They're desperate. This is what losers sound like. This is what people who know they're losing, who know they're losing public opinion, who know they're about to lose, uh, more power very soon in upcoming elections. They know they've already lost power in various states because their corruption was exposed in the previous lessons and people at the state level have made moves. Have we made enough moves? Have we fixed it all? No, we haven't. But we've made enough moves as so that now in 2022, 2024, no, it's not perfect. Have we eliminated the possibility of election corruption? No. Have we eliminated the possibility of election fraud? No. But I do believe that things have been, measures have been taken uh, to make it more difficult for them. This is why they talk like this. They know we're pushing back. They know we're making a charge. And, and they're angry. They're upset. They're scared. And so Joe Biden is, is handed a Hitler-esque speech to provoke you. It's the entire point of this speech is to provoke you. Go ahead and accept. These people are hypocrites. They're liars. They hate you. They hate human life. They hate human decency. They hate the church. They hate Christianity. They hate people of faith. They hate people who are patriots. And all of this patriotic talk and constitution talk that, that, that spews out of his mouth is utter nonsense and lies and theater and propaganda in order to fool the ignorant masses who are plugged into the IV of mainstream media. But he is trying to provoke you and lead you into a trap. We won't be led in the trap. We have too many people on the ground fighting in these processes, in legitimate, non-violent American processes to boot these people out of their positions and take power back to the people. And we don't have to resort to violence. They will be the ones resorting to violence. They are, they're the ones already involved in violence, have continued to commit violence, and continue to talk out of both sides of their mouth. The more they talk, the more they are exposed. And the more they do this nonsense, the more they're going to position themselves to be exposed to the American people as the true purveyors of violence, as the true threat to the American republic. Play those clip. Play, play the clip of uh, play the one, the first one. I think she probably sent you, not the Hillary Clinton one, but play the other one with these guys denying uh, the election results in 2016. Because one of the whole premises of what 
what bothers Joe Biden is you questioning election or wanting to push forward uh, election integrity measures. And we have to remember in 2016, after Donald Trump won the election, it was a whole parade of Democrats saying he was Ill illegitimate, saying the election was stolen, saying the, the results was based on Russian interference. Nobody gave a speech about them. Nobody labeled them as domestic terrorists. Play that. As recently as 2016, the Clinton campaign brought multiple post-election court cases, demanded recounts, and ridiculously declared the election stolen by Russia. Many Democrats even attempted to persuade the Electoral College delegates to overturn the 2016 results. House Manager Raskin objected to the certification of President Trump's victory four years ago, along with many of his colleagues. You'll remember it was Joe Biden who had to gavel them down. I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. I object to the votes from the state of Wisconsin, which were not, should not be legally no certified. Debate. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes no, were no not. Debate. There's no debate. And I object to the certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. Um, I object. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. The objection cannot be entertained. Counting debate is uh, not in order. Ballot. Even with the there is no debate in order. Is it signed by a senator? There is, right no there is no debate. There is no debate in the joint government. session. There is no debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. Please come to order. The objection cannot be received. Section 18, Title III of the United States Code prohibits debate in the joint session. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask, is there one United States Senator who will join me in this letter There is of no debate. There is no debate. The gentlewoman will suspend. Now, when these Democrats objecting to the electoral results in 2016 upon Donald Trump's election, when the elected, the Republican elected representatives did this, in fact, in a much more orderly fashion than the Democrats did it. And you can say what you will, but Vice President Pence was not gaveling anyone down. The argument was being made and the argument was being heard before the foolishness outside began. It, it, that nonsense is what put a halt to making the case to the American people uh, about election issues. So, but now that was characterized that the, the, the Republican representatives making their objections in 2020 was characterized as has been characterized ever since as an attempt to uh, illegally overturn the results of an election because you, because you uh, filed an objection. And therefore we're domestic terrorists, anyone who, who supported that process or was part of that process or believed in that process. Uh, so you can't question, you can't question. The bottom line is you can't question. 
don't question elections. So it's, it's a threat. It's a threat to their corruption. To question is a threat to their corruption. To question is to provoke oversight. To question is to provoke measures to ensure things are done properly. They don't want oversight. They don't want things done properly. We're going to turn back time. What does that mean, turn back time? You want to go back to the past. And then he says, and I guess that's a reference, that we're not going to, we're not going to look to the past. Uh, how is that? Because remember, we've heard, so some of the measures, have ID when you vote. You got, you got to have ID to do anything else in this country except vote as far as Democrats are concerned. And somehow that's racist. And that's an attempt to undermine elections. Having an ID, having to verify you are eligible to vote is somehow a threat to the election system. Well, if we take that to be a true statement that, that they sincerely believe that is a, that it is a threat to the voting system, Think about what that means. Having to verify that you're eligible to vote is a threat to the voting system. Doesn't that give us then a description of what, of what they view the voting system to currently be? So yeah, that's a threat to the voting system as they wish it to be, as it has been conducted. That is a threat to the voting system that they've been in control of. But it's not a threat to... A, a, a proper voting system is not a threat to the way voting should be carried out. So yeah, when he says that these things are a threat, they are a threat. They're a threat to corrupt people. They're a, they're a threat to people who want to lie to you, people who want to control you, people who want to rob you of your voice in your government. It's interesting. He said, you know, again, the blah, 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 blah out of the side of his mouth about self-governance, self-governance. They don't believe in self-governance. They believe in them governing over you. They are your rulers. Can we play that clip from uh, Carrie Lake? I love I love this answer that, that she gives uh, about about questioning. Uh, not the Hillary one. I think there was no. I'm not sure if she, maybe she sent that to you. But I think this reporter asked Carrie Lake uh, about, you know, so, somehow undermining by uh, challenging the the uh, safeguards, the, the, the lack of safeguards in elections and, and somehow calling for election integrity. You got that clip? Go ahead, play that. So I can't hear you. Sorry. You said you feel like Joe Biden is dividing the country, but do you feel like Donald Trump is doing the same by falsely telling people that he won that election when he lost it? How does that divide the country? Questioning, questioning an election where there are obviously problems is, is dividing the country? Since when can we not ask questions about our elections? As a journalist for many years, I was a journalist after 2016, and I distinctly remember many people just like you 
asking a lot of questions about the 2016 election results. And nobody tried to shut you up. Nobody tried to tell Hillary Clinton to shut up. Nobody tried to tell Kamala Harris when she was questioning the uh, legitimacy of these electronic voting machines to stop. We're, we have freedom of speech in this country, and you of all people should appreciate that. You're supposedly a journalist. You should appreciate that. So I don't see how asking questions about an election where there are many problems is dividing a country. What I do see dividing a country is shutting people down, censoring people, canceling people, trying to destroy people's lives when they do ask questions. Last I heard, we still have the Constitution. It's hanging by a thread, thanks to some of the work some people in this area have done. But we're going to save that Constitution, and we're going to bring back freedom of speech. And maybe someday you'll thank us for that. Well said, Miss Carrie Lake. Well said. This is exactly right. So that's what's this what's going on. What and I know it's frustrating because it gives you an indication how how brainwashed, how clueless people are locked into mainstream media. I mean, a lot of them are just they choose what they want to believe. Uh, they already have they're already brainwashed and programmed, and they have the bias toward this. And you can't tell them anything. There's not there's nothing going to show them. There's nothing going to tell them. Um, to change their mind. But I know it's frustrating to some people, you have you know, fr even friends and family members, they, they think you're crazy. You have family members no longer talk to you because they'll believe media, these people they don't even know that are telling them half truths or lies and they swallow that and reject their own family and will characterize you as a racist extremist or whatever, just buying uh, this stuff hook, line, and singer. It's astounding. It's astounding how otherwise seemingly intelligent people can be so easily brainwashed and believe this nonsense uh, over the truth. But part of that is, this is what the censorship is about. Many of those people, they don't know anything about this. They've never seen the videos or heard coming out of Hillary's mouth, uh, coming out of... Um, I always forget the idiot's name that we saw, some of those idiots that we saw on the floor uh, of, of, of the house. They, they've never even seen that stuff. This is the whole point of the censorship. This is why the FBI and all of those federal agencies, which are, which are uh, they, they really are no longer federal agencies. They're Democrat Party agencies. The Democrat Party has, has practically swallowed up the federal government so that, so that all of its agencies and everything in D.C., uh, is essentially the Democrat Party. So people don't know how to think about this and understand this. You know, when you all oh, attack the FBI and this, these agents and this agent and that agent. And, and, and you'll hear about, oh, an FBI whistleblower is coming out to say this and say that. And, you know, so, oh, yay, this guy is a whistleblower exposing. So, so really? I mean, is that how bad it is, a one guy? There's one FBI agent, two, three FBI agents out of all of this. So, I mean, how frightening is that? And we're, oh, somehow Joe Biden is supposed to appeal to, you know, our national pride. Uh, you, you, these poor FBI, these poor FBI agents are being criticized and attacked and intimidated. Are you kidding me? So all this stuff going on, you got people being thrown into prison indefinitely in indefinite detention with no trial who never went into the Capitol who were just in the vicinity or people that who went in there because they were waved in by these same federal officers walking around, taking selfies, 
pictures, walking through in between the velvet ropes, walking out. Now they find these same FBI agents that Joe wants to pull our heartstrings about. These same FBI just now running across the country, fanning across the country, kicking down doors, dragging people out, destroying businesses, destroying lives for nonsense. For what? And being being charged with the uh, disruption of a government process or some sort of nonsense like that. I mean, literally have to make up crimes. And, and then, you know, throw away the key like it's John Gotti just killed 18 people, you know, in a back alley. Give me a break. You had a handful of people who went over the top. All right. And then the thing is, you look at like if you look at the same things they did, if you look at state prosecutions across the board. You're still not dealing with the level of imprisonment and charging the sentences and things that they're trying to give to these these people. It's just over the top. And you have another layer of people like, what are you going to charge them with? Vandalism, trespassing. Okay, fine. But what do people normally get for that? No, these are people being made a spectacle, right? This is like, you know, hanging, hanging the guy from the yard on, putting a thief in the stocks in the middle of the court. To, to be a warning and a lesson to intimidate everybody else. So you talk about intimidation. This is an intimidation tactic. Most most of the, uh, the trials, if not all of them, again, as I said, yeah, there were a handful of people that went over the top. No one would reasonably condone that stuff. And I'm not talking, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the, the issue of the sentence fitting the crime, the, the punishment and the treatment has been so over the top that's that's my point here. It's just like that thief in in the uh, in the square in the stocks to scare everybody else, to intimidate everybody else. So you're being punished. These people are being punished to the extreme, to more extreme than normal, in order to send a political message for political purposes. And you notice all this. Oh, they attacked this and that. They they cared nothing about private businesses, your property. They cared nothing about your property being burned down, destroyed, you being attacked, killed, shot, murdered, vandalized, viciously beaten. They cared no, not one second about that when it was a private citizen. All of a sudden, this is the biggest travesty in human history when the property happened to be federal property, when the people happen to be federal agents. All of a sudden, we need the full weight of the federal government to to absolutely punish, destroy, lock these people up, throw away the key. But notice they don't give a rat's ass about what happens to people who are simple private citizens. So bottom line is this Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, and the Democrat Party really is the federal government. And so you have these still hanging all the whistleblowers, the one to two, three people hanging on. I don't I don't even know. I, I, and I don't want to thank thank you for whistleblowing. Thank you for exposing. But but I couldn't even go to bed. I feel like I would have to take a shower 24 hours a day to keep myself in those agencies to even work there. I don't even know what these people are doing there. So the entire thing has become one gigantic arm of the Democrat party. And the bottom line, they try to characterize the Trump and the MAGA movement. Yeah, some of those cats, you guys that make Trump the Messiah, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But let me tell you what, it is very clear the Democrat party and by extension, the United States federal government is a cult. It is a murderous, sociopathic death cult 
that now they want to bring the full force of the federal government and its intimidation in order to destroy you and stamp you out. And as I said, let me remind you, while I'm venting and properly characterizing who these people are, nevertheless, the whole point of their theater is to draw you into a trap of reacting so that they will have an excuse now to round everybody up. So I'll tell you like Jesus said, be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. So yeah, you can get mad. You ought to be mad, but we're going to do it right. And as I said, their day is coming. Their days are numbered and we're going to bring the, the political process to bear. We're going to, we're going to work in our States we're going to do everything we need to do to, to, to bring this back and to secure this. And as I've said, I've said before, there's a clock. There's no question there's a clock. But we've got these elections coming up, okay? In between now and then, between the last election, this election, it's not, about, it's not just about elections. It's not about voting them in, voting them out, okay? But that is a part of it. And it, and it gives you an indication of where you are. All right. It's not the control of government, but it's an indication of the things you've done in between. And we've been working. We, you, all the patriots out there, all the great patriots in the country have been working day after day after day after day to make progress. And progress is being made. This is why they're desperate. This is why they are the extremists and, and why you have an extremist speech given by the cult leader of the federal government, Joe brainless, mindless zombie in a suit Biden. This is why this is happening. This is why they sound like that. Don't let them draw you into a trap. Keep doing what you know to do. We're not going to act and react in violence. Keep doing what you know to do until you can't do nothing else. And that day is not today. We are not at that place. There's much more to do, and we're going to do it. We are doing it, and that's why they're scared. The fact that Carrie Lake is standing there, in fact, Carrie Lake standing there as a winner of that uh, primary election and going forward. Okay, this shows we're pushing back, we're making strides, and they are scared. That's why they're coming after you. That's trying. That's why they're trying to provoke you. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. They're going to fail, and they don't have very long to be left in those offices. Well, and that's why you get a speech like this from Biden. They're terrified. Absolutely. They the should be. The whole purpose. Now, I just finished doing an interview uh, from on a radio program outside of Miami, out of Miami. And I, I was able to have a caller call in and ask me a question. Do you know, Jay, she she was uh, she's a Cuban immigrant. You could tell that she was not a young person. So she had actually as an adult come from Cuba. And she said that that this president in this speech has insulted half of the American population. And this is, this is outrageous. This is something that we would see in Cuba. This is not what we expected to see in America. Uh, what do the Ameri what is the recourse for the American people? How do we hold these people accountable? And I simply responded and I'll try to, to relay what I gave to you, gave to her on the radio show is this, look, the purpose of this speech was to bully and intimidate everybody with an ideology differing from these people mm -hmm. into silence and isolation. How do you hold them accountable? 
you speak louder, you speak more often, and you get together in unity in peaceful noncompliance. They win when you be quiet. They win when you when you bury your head. They win when other people react positively to what they've said. Do you know what, JC? I, I mentioned to her, she says, where is the accountability? Well, here's the thing. We have such a an errant and skewed understanding of the proper role of government that we have no accountability to the people who are most accountable to us. Who is the most, in a federal realm, who is the most accountable person in Washington, D.C. to the people themselves? That would be your House of Representatives member. The fact that we are that there is not an audio traffic jam today of members of congress speaking out about the the nature and the treasonous nature of this speech by Biden the fact that we are not just simply flooded with speeches and and uh, media reports from these people and blogs and and social media and and Instagram live, right? If we, because these people who are supposed to represent us in Washington D.C. are so loudly silent today, we can understand that they no longer understand what their job is. If they are in a red district. And we and their constituents, as this lady said, have been so completely insulted to the point of bullying into silence. These representatives should be up now loudly proclaiming that their people will not be silent and we will not tolerate this bullying from the office of the president. But here's the problem. We have people in Washington, D.C., in the House of Representatives that are intentionally and use silent and using the excuse that, oh, well, we're, we're not the majority, so we really don't have any power. And you have to go to November and you have to give us a majority so we have some power to speak. That ticks me off. You know why? Because we do not have a plurality of representatives. We have representatives that are elected to represent their individual districts. There is not a single representative in Washington, D.C. that is elected with the understanding that they are to actually go along with a majority opinion. Nobody. They are not to be silenced because they are a minority. They are to be more vocal in their minority position. As individuals, each representative represents an individual. And these people should be loud and they should be defending their constituents instead of the blaring silence that we see today, which is why we the people, as the president so said, we, the people, must now be the ones in our own districts that become louder. We speak louder and we must hold our representatives in Washington, D.C. accountable for their silence. Well, I. I... Yeah, well, you can agree or disagree.
disagree with me, but this the bottom line is the well, fact. I, I, it is I, their I, job to represent their out, districts. I, I no, think, it's I think not it's, enough. It's the way. I think it's the way. It's the way that they do it. Because you can probably go to all their social media and somebody's post. Yeah. They have all posted something. I think the, the and I get they're, to, I get your point. The point. responding in a the, safe space. Right. That's my point. Yes. Okay. So that's that's that's, that, that's the problem. The, that's the way I see it. In other words, it's just another excuse. The Democrats, they get up and walk out of stuff like this. Yeah. Collectively, the Democrats will they stand, take the camera and say, "Listen to me." There'll be thirty of them. Yeah. Standing on the steps of the house. And boom, address, give a rebuttal or right. just condemn this. Right. That that's what's lacking. That's what I see, at least at the federal level. Where you talk. I mean, my hopes is not in that, but when you see that, well, my it, point is another is, indication of it, it's weak leadership. We have such weak leadership, particularly when they're in the minority. They lick the Democrats' boots practically by by this side. Yeah. The lack of, to me, the lack of collective voice. I, they, I, a lot of them have bought into this stuff. Well, but a you're not going to get a collective voice until the individuals have the the fortitude to to speak on their own. And this excuse of, well, I posted on Twitter or I posted on Instagram is just an excuse. It's not boldness, JC. It's not doing their duty. Their duty is not to the Republican Party. Their duty is not to the House of Representatives. Their duty is to represent their district. And if their district was insulted by and large by the speech of this president, they I, should not look, stop until they're heard. You're right. Okay. But from, from th this is just me. I don't want to lose sight of who we're dealing with. I'm, I'm not, and I, I'm, a, I agree with you, but I'm not going to spend my time piling on the Republicans. When, the yeah, Democrat not... Party is a level of evil. Yeah. I mean, it's so next level. It yeah. is so okay. next level. But I don't want to dilute that. The only way just the Democrats. Yeah. Okay, right. But we can point fingers at the Democrat Party all day. But the bottom line is this truth. Evil has its day when good people say nothing. I, I understand that. I understand that. So, the only reason the Democrat Party is where it is, the only reason Biden and these people have the confidence to stand up there and say what they say is because the people closest to them say nothing. We can stand up now, right? Because now Biden has given his speech and we can stand up. And now the, we're the extremists. And now we're the very people Biden is talking about. It's the people who are standing up there next to them. The people closest to them that have access to them who are in those house, in those halls every day that actually have a greater responsibility to say something. Now, that doesn't diminish. That's not an all or nothing thing. That doesn't say we as the people sit back and wait for them to say something. We should be on the phone saying, you know, you, we should be in their faces. We should be in Washington, D.C., being in that place. I'm not going to Washington, Well, you know what Screw I mean. Screw Washington, D.C. I'm okay. taking care of Florida. Right. We're going to make sure we're going to make sure the best governor in America gets reelected. We're going to make sure the best attorney general in America gets reelected. Screw Washington, D.C. But those guys we sent to D.C., my, my own, I, I'm, 
all my view is you should they should take a card from the Democrats who they don't have any fear in doing this. But I think they bought into this notion that the American people believe Biden and, and their propaganda. That, well, that shouldn't matter. And they need to collectively stand up, do like what the Democrats would do and get a hold, have two dozen of them. I mean, they should get 211 of them or whatever and, and be standing there condemning this speech collectively, loudly, strongly, post, a, sharing their thing, putting their video, making their explainers. It's all part of it. It's, this is what we're doing. Okay, it's all exactly that's part what of I'm it. talking but about. They though, need to JC. stand up with strength. And, and, they and are actually given legitimacy to Biden's speech when they say nothing at all. Yeah, I'm just saying their whole ideology is well. Okay, let me redefine that. Posting on Instagram is saying nothing at all. No, I don't agree with that. I do. I got got an Instagram account. I'm posting. What I post is true. What I post impacts people. Yeah, and I'm glad for you to. But it is not my job to represent a district of people. No, I understand what you're saying. It's not the same thing. If it's my job, we're staying bounced. It's my job to represent a district of people. That means I have to speak in a different forum than Instagram. Sure, get together, stand. It's very simple. Stand together. In a collective voice. And if you don't, you give out. legitimacy. You Correct. are actually telling Biden that you agree with him and that you will be silent with anything that you did that when you disagree with him. And that's what they're looking for. Do you know what? I don't know. You guys probably didn't. You guys probably don't didn't get through the whole speech, but there was a portion no, of I'm the speech, speech. There was a portion of that speech where Biden says the most fundamental freedom in America is your freedom to vote. I find that quite curious as you're classifying it as your most fundamental freedom. He said you have a natural right to a condom as well. Well, if the most fundamental freedom in America in, in reality is exactly what Biden's speech is attempting to destroy, and that's freedom of conscience and freedom of speech. That's why he has to replace the most fundamental freedom which is freedom of conscience exercised in religion and speech and press and assembly with the freedom to vote. Because in reality, voting is not a right. It's something that is given to you by government, by the nature of your citizenship. So they wanted to reclassify the most fundamental freedom as something that is given to you by privilege in government Instead of what is really the fundamental freedom given to you by God, your freedom of conscience. How many of the Biden people in the leftist ideology do you think turned inside out when Biden said that we were uh, our rights were given to us by God? I I don't know. This is the whole thing when they say that nonsense, except Mm -hmm. except to the extent that uh, they all know that that lying is a technique of of how they function. Otherwise, if that's not the case, I don't know how any of them listen to this guy. I don't know how they spend every day tearing down. Like I said, the entire Democrat platform is about the opposite of what he opened with. So they, the entire their their whole education process in the school system that they uh, have controlled for so many years have been about demeaning the Constitution, demeaning America. We're not exceptional. He basically said he talked about American exceptionalism at the mm-hmm. opening of his speech. 
they teach children every single day in public school mm -hmm. that America is an imperialist, white, colonizing, not exceptional nation. I mean, Justice Ginsburg <clears throat> trashed the Constitution in front of officials in Egypt. They spend every single day demeaning everything he laid as a foundation for why he was saying what he was saying. So I don't know how do Democrats, other than the fact that they have no moral compass and no moral foundation, if any Democrat out there, and I don't know that they exist anymore, if there's any Democrat out there with any moral foundation, how does that type of Democrat listen to what's coming out of his mouth and take him seriously? How, like, like you said, how do they not recoil? How, do, how does their stomach not turn when they hear their president saying the opposite of what they believe, except the ends justify was, the means. You know, Jason, I was really amused when Biden started spewing out, you know, he started going through this list of condemnations of the MAGA people, and he's talking about lies told for profit and power. Isn't that what the whole uh, Pfizer and all that other stuff was about? I mean, all of that stuff you have... You have actual proof now because of a lawsuit and discovery, as you mentioned before, that the FBI, the CDC, the Department of Homeland Security sitting down with social media, teaching them and telling them when they have to censor things, especially about these forced mandates on the people for lies told for profit and power. That's exactly what that was all about. Now, I don't know. Did you listen to the whole speech? Yeah, because there was a phrase, and it I was hoping we would listen to it again. In history. Yeah, I, I have to go, but I wanted to ask you before you run. I know guys alone. Posterity and consequence. Do you have any idea what those two phrases would mean together? For, or to, prosperity, prosperity and consequence. Half the time, I don't know. I, Biden doesn't know what he's saying, much less me being able to tell I, what he's saying. I just oh, and then you know we have to get together and not as enemies, but if you're MAGA people. Yeah. I mean, enemy. it was very clear he's reading something somebody else wrote. Right. I, I think the core, I don't even know if it said I, I think, prosperity and consequence. It could have said something else and he right. just didn't even say it. Right. I, you could tell from like the core anti-Trump, anti-MAGA stuff had the emotional mm -hmm. uh, inflection that you could tell that was in his heart. That's in his spirit. He's speaking that for himself. But you could tell some of the other stuff he's like he read through. There were supposed to be all these values and attributes in America. He's reading them like a grocery list. Yeah. And so you could tell somebody wrote this. He doesn't know what's going on, but that pure sort of venom toward his fellow Americans that disagree with him, you could tell that was genuine. Right. He has genuine hatred. That wasn't a for, list. For half the nation, right? That wasn't something he was simply reading. So you can tell, listen to the way he stumbles and mumbles and the, and the way he uh, talks. When he is coherent, that's when he's speaking, he's speaking like, this is what I've noticed. It has to rise to the level of being hatred, like emotional mm -hmm. hatred. That's, it's bizarre. That's like the only time when he's spewing his hatred of his opponents is the only time like he is the most alert and coherent. It's almost like somebody who is literally demon possessed, like the demon spirit begins to speak out. Otherwise the demon spirit's taking a nap and it's just fumbling, stumbling, brain dead Joe who can't put two sentences together. But when, when the demon stands up and the hate starts to spew, it's like perfect diction, perfect clarity. And you can feel this guy believes this or whoever's speaking that out of his mouth believes this. The bottom, line that, thing. the bottom line takeaway that I give you just to 
boil it down into the most simplest kernel is this, that if you do not go along with them, if you disagree with them, if you have any platform contrary or even different from them, you are a cynic, you are a critic, you are a an extremist, and even said a white supremacist extremist, you are a, a threat to America is another uh, uh, phrase that he used, threat to America, threat to democracy, um, you are not a legitimate opinion. Uh, you do not hold a legitimate political uh, ideology, and you are opposed to the most fundamental freedoms. And God forbid you criticize the FBI or anyone else. Yeah, well, they're jackbooted thugs who are America's version of the KGB at this point. Uh, Joe's an idiot. He's a brain dead zombie. He'll soon be on the sidelines, uh, and and he can he can spout his claptrap uh, out of civilians' life when we put him out of business very soon. He'll be put out of power very soon when we take back the house in the midterms. And do you would done. you agree with this statement, JC? That they feel the they feel the pendulum swinging, the paradigm is shifting, and they're like rats. Uh, in a corner, they're terrified what they're about to yeah. lose. It reminds me of Putin, Vladimir Putin's biography about the rat being cornered and the rat jumped and mm -hmm. attacked. This is who they are. They're a rat in the corner. They've been trapped. They got less than 60 days left uh, and they know it. And I think or, I walked in on you saying this, but I posted this on Instagram too. You need to be very careful about the next uh, few months and the next two years because these people are going to do everything in their power to get you to commit violence. They're gonna do everything they can to, to position themselves to poke you into yeah. violence. Well, you must resist that. Correct. They only win when we get violent and they know it. That's their, it's their last card. It's their last Hail Mary punch is to get us to be violent. So they can say, look, see, see, we told you. Well, let's And add, they win monetarily too that way. Well, let's so. add this one more point to that. There, there is one more reason behind that as well. They want to incite their crazies yes. to commit violence against you. He's raising, I mean, he's basically raising, you know, everybody let's turn against them. We got to get yeah. them. We got to take them out. We got to, we got to eliminate this threat. Everybody has to defend against this threat. Everybody fight against this threat. You know, so he's, he's stirring up the villagers with the mm -hmm. pitchforks and the torches. And so uh, we're not the violent ones, but you better between now and the foreseeable future, keep your head on a swivel, protect yourself. Don't, don't be out in vulnerable places. Which hey, could, like the grocery store, don't stand around. Pay, pay unless attention you're to your surroundings. And, 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 I'm, and I, I would never tell anybody to self-censor. But just know if you go, you, you're wearing your Let's Go Brandon shirt and that sort of stuff, you need to pay attention to what's going on around you. Because they are trying, another thing they're doing, they're trying to promote violence against you. They're going to be fine with it. But that. you know, JC, they'll be fine with it because even if it's their side that's violent against us, we're blamed for the violence. Look oh, yeah, at it. Antifa burns down buildings, beats people in the face, destroys property, mm -hmm. and not a word is said about them. Some people with slurpees and flags walk into the Capitol, and they're the most violent, seditionist traitors yeah. in the planet. Yeah. So you have to understand, in this political economy, even if you are the victim, you are the aggressor. You will be made out by the political 
media and the propagandists to be the aggressor? So I'd say stay calm, keep working, we're doing fine, and protect yourself. And the only reason they're so aggressive is because they're losing. They are losing. So they're losing. Stay calm. Yep. Keep working. We're winning. And protect yourself. Yeah. Just keep winning. Well, thank you keep for winning. joining us today, JC. Did I keep you too long? You did not. All right. Well, but tell, you tortured me by listening to Biden. Oh, well, you know. Thank you. It's my my job as a wife, right? Right? I have to stretch your sensibilities. <laughs> I'm gonna go pray. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that this was a teaching and learning experience for you. Uh, we so very much enjoy having you here with us. Um, passion, education, knowledge requires action. So be aware, be educated, be situationally wise. And don't stop speaking. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested. Sentenced to a week in she jail.